Sip some balls. Yeah. Hey, it is the end of July, which can only mean one thing and one thing only. The MLB trade deadline is in play. And here on Dude with Some Balls Day, another lone solo dolo podcast from your boy Nick Rose here riding it solo, but I cannot let the viewers go without hearing some MLB buzz. So let's get right into this. Everything you need to know for the trade deadline as we're approaching it. Dudes with some balls is happy to provide you with some inside knowledge. If you haven't been following all the moves, all the rumors, have no fear. I have. And that, I'm going to give you all the updates you need to know. We've seen some big moves. It's Friday as I'm recording this and as the episode airs on this beautiful Friday, July 28th. I don't know where y'all are at, but here in St. Louis, Missouri, it is a toasty one. We're in the high nines, hitting triple digits. But what we need to know are the big moves. And so far, we've seen a couple ones. Let's start off with the Angels deciding not to deal Shohei Otani. Instead, they make the move and go to the south side, hit up the White Sox and say, let me get Giolito. Let me grab Lucas Giolito, strong starting pitcher, who they needed to help this team compete. And to say, hey, we're, we're all in on Shohei Otani, as well as getting another back-end bullpen arm in Ronaldo Lopez. They gave up a good amount of prospects. We'll see if it's enough to push the Angels over the hump and potentially keep Shohei long-term. If not, they're battling preparations to do well without him, i.e. Lucas Giolito. The Brewers got a big bat who was on the market in Carlos Santana. They traded a prospect, Johnny Severino, who might be the real deal, and the Pirates are building a prospect team. That's a big one. David Robertson from the Mets, he heads over to Miami joining the Fish, which is crazy because it really shows now that the Mets are sellers, not buyers. We knew they were bad, but with the way they spend money, we could have just said, hey, bite the bullet, see what happens. But no, seems like the Mets could be selling. We'll get into that. Earlier today, the Dodgers made a big move, acquiring Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly to the White Sox, a couple real um excuse me, some prospects, as well as Trace Thompson in that deal. That might go under the radar. Trace Thompson, brother of Splash, brother Clay Thompson. And then Kendall Graveman, relief pitcher for the White Sox. The White Sox are really dealing here. They get Graveman, who they had on their team before Graveman signed a three-year deal with the White Sox last offseason for catcher Corey Lee, who was a high-regarded prospect. Hasn't really worked out yet. Maybe change the scenery will help him. But let's get into what can happen for the rest of the trades. Let's start it off. Really quick with the Dodgers. They're out here making moves. Kike Hernandez. They traded Syndergaard away and got Rosario from the Guardians. Now they get Kelly and Lance Lynn. They're building up their shot at the NL West. And I want to dive in to a team that needs to make a move that locates in the NL West. And that's the Arizona Diamondbacks. I saw something recently that a couple games ago their bullpen had given up a run in at least a run in 17 consecutive games as they're trying to make a push for not only a wildcard spot, that NLS title, they're going to need help. And bullpen arms are always the biggest key to be dealt at the deadline. Expecting the Diamondbacks to make a move, but they've gone really quiet in terms of everybody else. A couple names that you might want to keep an eye out for the Diamondbacks. Now we know the Angels aren't selling, so take all their relievers out of it. There's two teams in play for the Diamondbacks, and there's something I really want to focus on. The Arizona Diamondbacks today, Friday, July 28th, kick off a three-game set at home against who? The Seattle Mariners. And the Mariners control their own fate right now for those 
not really falling four and a half games out of the wild card picture. I think it's like seven or so out from their division. They're two games above 500, but they have what everybody wants in that starting pitching. So a lot of names being flown around for the Mariners. But what they also have is a back-end bullpen arm in Paul Seawald, who has been rumored to be traded for the past two weeks or so. And Diamondbacks need pitching in their bullpen. We've seen in the past the Mariners actually do a similar deal while playing a team in the series, and that's the man who was traded earlier today, Kendall Graveman. He was a part of the Mariners in 2021, and during a three-game set, or maybe it was a four-game set, doesn't really matter, with the Seattle Mariners, the Mariners just swapped him to the clubhouse. They traded Kendall Graveman to the Astros while in a series with them. I would keep an eye on this series. I think potentially Paul Seawalt could be in a D-backs uniform during this series. That'll come. We'll see. Another team that could be in play for the Diamondbacks for a reliever and really a closer is Pittsburgh's Pirates all-star David Bednard, who has been rumored to be traded. We just saw Santana go. The Pirates keep adding and adding prospects, really high-valued prospects. They're calling them up super early. They're just here to play. Let's let's be young. Let's see what we can do. Let's build that way. Bednard probably isn't going to be a long-term piece for them, although he does have good club control. That would be an interesting one to see go to Arizona too, and Arizona can offer the prospect Hall needed to get him. So that's the base on what the Diamondbacks can do. Now there's a couple other players you got to keep an eye out over the next couple days. We're starting to see the trades roll. A couple big ones today, Lance Lynn, Kendall Graveman, that's all spun off on Giolito. So now the snowball, the chain effect, it's rolling. And this weekend is huge again. July 31st, last day to make a deal. There's a couple names. I've already hit on Paul Seawall and Dave Bednard. Those are going to be your two big back-end bullpen arms. Now let's look at the starters. The Mets, as mentioned earlier, they are selling. They are realizing, hey, this didn't work. The injury bug has got us. We can shake up things, get prospects, and we can keep spending in the offseason while we put together our best bid for Shohei Otani. In the meantime, what they can do is trade veteran pitcher Justin Verlander. It seems as if Max Scherzer is no longer going to be on the market from all the recent rumors, although he was rumored earlier in the month that he could be gone. He even mentioned it himself about leaving. But right now it's looking like Verlander could be on the move, and you can't help to think, but maybe he'll go back to the Astros as they can maybe offer some pieces to the Mets for long-term growth. Or really, I want to say it. I mean, Minnesota might be the place that I could see a starting pitcher going to. And what I like about Minnesota that nobody's talking about is that they can trade actually a pretty good piece in Jorge Polanco. Fairly young, going to be 30, but he's a switch hitter. He's coming back from injury. Eduardo, Edward Julian has been playing magnificent second base, both defensively and he's striking some pop in the bat. He's been playing second base while Polanco's been injured, and he's a younger guy. It's the guy the Twins might just pivot to a full-time spot for him and look to deal Polanco for maybe a starting pitcher. The names that come to mind are Verlander, like I just mentioned. You can also take a look at what the Cardinals are offering and Jack Flaherty and Jordan Montgomery, as well as even taking a look at Marcus Stroman. I know the Cubs are the hottest team in baseball entering tonight, winners of six in a row. That could be something to look out for if they're going to deal or if they're not. The two big names there is Stroman and Bellinger. I know Bellinger is going to be the hottest name right now. He's in the running to win July Player of the Month. But for Minnesota, you might try to make a starting pitcher move, and in that deal that you give up, Jorge Polanco might be a name that at least I'm seeing. There's not a lot of rumors around him. I would not be surprised if Polanco gets dealt. Now, what else the Mets can do to kind of backtrack it outside of potentially trading Justin Verlander? There's another guy, a bat. A lot of teams need a bat. 
this late, especially coming off the bench or rotational plug and play guy. Mark Canna has been open. He talked about it earlier today. You know, he said, well, we wouldn't really be sellers if we won earlier in the season. So now too little, too late there in Queens and Mark Canna could likely be on the move. He's having an impressive season. He'd be a great rental piece somewhere. If you want to talk about teams off the top of my head that could use that rental piece, it's the Houston Astros. They all need a third outfielder to get out there and play and mix in to give the other guys rest. You look at the Seattle Mariners with all their injuries. If the Mariners decide they want to keep competing, again, two games above 500 entering play tonight. They've had that injury with Jared Kelnick. A.J. Pollock hasn't really been getting it done. They do have a rookie up right now, Cade Marlowe, who's been impressive at the plate. But defensively, also in the outfield, the Mariners have not been shining as bright lately. That could be a name you see go to Seattle if they want to contend. Also, maybe San Francisco for a couple prospects in there. More of the bottom tier of the prospects, but that is what I see could potentially be shipped out of the Mets. And then you look at the Cardinals. They have three arms that are potentially in play in Jack Flaherty, Jordan Hicks, and Jordan Montgomery. Jack Flaherty recently came out after his last start the other day and said, kind of felt like that was it, just one of those things you know. So I think he is anticipating that the club is going to move on from him. There's a lot of rumors spiraling right now that Jordan Hicks is being heavily pursued by the Rangers, who the Rangers are looking to add bullpen help. That's their one big piece they really need. The offense has been amazing. The defense has been amazing. They're on a skid right now, but still competing for the West, and then if not, a wild card spot. But if they get back in bullpen help, they got a role as Chapman earlier in the year from Kansas City. Now get another piece potentially in Jordan Hicks, who's having an impressive year. Jordan Montgomery, another guy who you are likely going to see dealt if the Cardinals opt to not deal one of their bigger names like Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, although those rumors are being shared, but it seems like management has decided to off-put all those rumors, saying that they're going to keep them, but we'll know by the 31st. But Jordan Montgomery, definitely a starting arm that a lot of people could pursue. You're talking maybe the Marlins, maybe the Tampa Bay Rays, a crafty lefty there would be a good spot for them. And potentially the Orioles. The Orioles are a big team right now who's controlling the AL East. They have a great bullpen, have a young offense. Everyone knows the Orioles at this point, but they really could use a starting pitcher to take it to that next level. So I'm expecting the Orioles at some point to make a push for a starting arm, and a left-handed arm there would really play well in Baltimore, something they could use. The Mariners are that team I've brought up a little bit already in the podcast, but they have what everybody wants, and that's explosive starting pitching. Young starting pitching, they have... What seems like the three guys that could potentially be in play outside of Paul Seawald is Logan Gilbert, Brian Wu, and Bryce Miller. Not really sure if any of those will be dealt, but if the Mariners can get a haul for one of those younger arms and decide that they're just going to compete with what they got for the rest of the year and build towards 2024 and potentially having the hopes that they can sign Shohei Otani. There's been a lot of traction about that lately after the All-Star break. That might be something the Mariners look to do. There's a couple names that strike out to me that might be trade pieces on the offensive side. Miami's a little bit confusing. They've been trading players. They just obviously acquired David Robertson from the Mets, so they're saying they want to compete. A lot of people were confused when they sent Yuri Perez down back to AAA after he was having a decent time up at the show that maybe they were done for the year, but now it looks like they could potentially get in a bat because they had plans to get, I mean, Robertson, who's, a, who's an arm, not really sure where they're spinning, but they could potentially trade Jorge Soler, who's having a big power year, a team that could maybe use a DH. It'd be a good fit for. Not really sure exactly where you send them. I would have been surprised if the Dodgers made a deal for him, but 
not really too sure what their situation looks like after the major moves they've made, and they just signed two shortstops. There's another guy in San Diego, and I'm not talking Juan Soto, who teams could look at, but a bat bat from the left side of Matt Carpenter. Although old in age, he could be a guy you plug in to give some guys defensive rest in the second half as it gets late, as well as fill in a DH spot when righties are on the mound. If If the Padres aren't really competing this far into the season, Matt Carpenter might be the guy to go. And you might not have to pay a whole bag for him to move on. And the last name should be a big focus for every team right now in the trade deadline based on what the White Sox are doing, get rid of these older pitchers, back-end guys. They're younger. They're keeping C's. They moved on from Giolito, moved on from Lynn, moved on from Graveman and Kelly. I think it's time they move on from Tim Anderson. And Tim Anderson's been showing interest from the Miami Marlins who are looking for infield help. I wouldn't be surprised if potentially a team such as the Cubs, call me crazy, the Cubs keep up the win streak. Why not get him? Madrigal hasn't been healthy all season. Might be a chance you take on him. What if the Angels could pull it off? What if they go back to the White Sox? I don't think they will, but it's definitely something they could do. The Astros now have Altuve back, so it's probably not going to be going there. But there's a couple sneaky teams that could use a guy, especially a good glove and a contact bat in Tim Anderson. I really think... There's a couple teams that you just have to watch for because it's anticipated that they're all supposed to make moves coming over the next couple days. The big ones, in my opinion, right now are the Mets and Cardinals. Cardinals with the pitching and then potentially if they want to go down the route of Nolan Arenado or Paul Goldschmidt or even some smaller names like Nolan Gorman, Brendan Donovan, potentially Tommy Edmond, even though he's hurt. See what they can do there. The Mets with the dump off of potentially Starling Marte, Tommy Pham, Justin Verlander, obviously, and maybe... Even I, I may have said Mark Canna, but I meant to really emphasize that Marte could be a guy that's on the on the move. And then lastly, just because of what they hold in terms of the pitching right now, and depending on what way they want to go, it's the Seattle Mariners. If they're going to be buyers or sellers at this point at the deadline. I think this series after the first two games with the Arizona Diamondbacks that kicks off tonight will be really much of the storytelling for how the Mariners season goes and what they decide to do before the end of the day on July 31st. So definitely keep a lookout for those names. Obviously, watch out for the Cubs. They're riding high, and now the whole baseball world's confused on if they're going to sell Stroman, sell Bellinger, or ride with them and maybe try to pick up a piece or two and compete for the wild card. Because, I mean, honestly, in my opinion, the NL Central is still very much open. The Reds extremely hot. The Brewers are playing their best baseball, but No team really is out of it there. And so it'll be interesting to see how the last two months or so shake up in the NL Central. The way the Cubs are adding momentum, they could be a team that sneaks in, but we're going to have to keep watch out for that. If anything crazy blows up, expect us to have something covered on dudes with some balls. I know this was a solo one for me. Hopefully I made it clear, talked slow, pronunciated correctly for y'all. A lot of trade, a lot of little pieces going, some micro big pieces. I know that was very contradicting. But we're still waiting for that big splash by one team. And I think I think Justin Verlander is probably going to be the big one to go. That's going to be the biggest striker of the of the deadline. I don't expect Juan Soto to go. Obviously, Shohei Otani's not going anymore. We'll see. We'll see. If Bellinger goes, that'll be a that'll be a huge blow for the Cubs fans. I know they're riding high. But this is another episode of Dudes with some balls. Trade deadline coverage coming at you. 
After this, we're getting into second half predictions, college football season getting going, NFL preview, a lot of sports kicking up into gear, and baseball is in its best part of the season. Stay tuned for all things sports, all things balls. I'm signing out right now. Everyone have a good weekend. Thanks for tuning in to Dudes with Some Balls. I know you like that high note. Take care, everybody.